Welcome to our midweek devotion at St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Cape Town. Today I would like to speak about um, what and how it is to deal with burnout, spiritual or otherwise. Carrie Newhoff is a pastor and author that writes about emotional burnout from personal experience and his road to recovery. And he says that some common signs that he identifies that signal you could be headed to emotional burnout are that your motivation has faded. What used to be exciting for you and used to actually fill your tank now just leaves you completely empty. You're, you have no new ideas and you are annoyed by things that used to bring you joy. Secondly, you, you just long to isolate. People drain you instead of energizing you. You may normally enjoy being around certain people for encouragement and also like to socialize, but now you would rather just be on your own. Even for an introvert, burnout can take this to a whole new extreme level. The third thing is you become angry easily. Things that would normally not bother you now bring you to a point of actually inappropriate anger. And you are surprised by yourself and those closest to you um, are also surprised with how short-tempered and snappy that you have become. Fourthly, you start self-medicating. Instead of using healthy coping mechanisms you deal with your everyday, to deal with your everyday stress, you find yourself turning to either overeating, overworking, overspending, excessive use of social media, or whatever helps you to just escape for a while. And fifthly, you, you don't laugh anymore. Suddenly you don't even have the energy to laugh and you don't understand how other people um, do and are able to do that. And then lastly, you just can't seem to get enough sleep. You just feel so exhausted and yet somehow, even when you have a good night's sleep, you, you don't feel rested at all. Maybe you can identify with some of these signs. So, so where do we go from here? How do we bounce back? And Carrie Newhoff um, speaks in great, great depth about this topic of coming back, being um, renewed and refreshed. But there are some specific keys he shares to recovering from burnout. And firstly, he says, tell someone that you need help. Share with someone about what you're going through, what you're struggling with. It might be a friend, might be your partner, your spouse, or even a professional counselor. But someone else needs to know 
what you're going through and what you're feeling. And you need help to, to come back to your new self, to being strong and emotionally healthy. And they can help you take steps and help you to, to recognize that you need these steps to be well again. Secondly, lean into your friends. The people that used to help you enjoy life are most likely still there and they want to do it again. And allow these people into your life so that you can once again experience the joy and laughter. And they may need to share some tears also on your road to recovery, but let them do life with you. Don't walk on your own. They need you and you need them. Thirdly, allow yourself to rest. You feel so exhausted because you are exhausted. Your body, your soul and spirit, everything just needs rest, a break. And make sleep a priority and decide what helps you rest your mind. Fourthly, keep on turning to God. Many people feel numb when they are burnt out and often feel God has just gone silent. And while you may not be hearing God, it does not mean that he is absent. Just don't give up coming back to the disciplines you relied upon before. The basic things of reading your Bible, your prayer time, devotional time, writing, journaling, um, worship. Um, these days, many people struggle with worshipping online and not being able to gather. But also there is so much value in private worship. Those feelings and times of intimacy will return, just as your joy and motivation will appear again. Fifthly, take responsibility for the health of your soul. Identify what feeds your soul and what drains you. Do what fills you up and avoid what drains you as much as possible during the season. John Ortberg wrote a great book called Soul Keeping that teaches much truth on this topic. And when it comes down to it, only one person can take care of you, and that is you. And lastly, and most probably not um, the only point, um, as you continue on your journey of refreshing yourself, you might also discover um, new ways of being able to be refreshed and, and coming back to who you are. Lastly, 
on his list is hope again. When you are in the midst of your burnout, it feels risky to hope. You actually don't feel like hoping. But part of the recovery process is taking that risk to hope again. And to focus on the things that help build your faith. And surround yourself with positive things that point you towards hope. Whether it is a song that lifts your spirit, a quote that inspires you, or your children's laughter, or maybe even you like painting or drawing or whatever you like doing, but just come to that point of, of taking that risk and entering into that wanting to hope again. The most important thing to remember in this process and journey of coming back to your new self is that this takes time. It won't happen overnight and it requires work and the support of those you choose to include in your journey. And definitely baby steps in the right direction will take you forward. Many people even share their stories and they realize that they were in a place of emotional burnout and their journey back to recovery. And maybe this will even assist you and help you to recognize those things, the signals that you could be heading to emotional burnout. And if you are there already, look at those um, key things that was mentioned today by Carrie Newhoff, who has gone through this process a few times. If you are experiencing burnout, you are certainly not alone. If you identify with any of this, please start sharing your story with someone that you can trust and that you can come back to your new self. Come back to wellness. And also, you can be instrumental in helping other people to come back to their new self as well. We read in Matthew 11, a wonderful invitation from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Most probably a very challenging, practical thing for us to do when we come to a point of burnout is to be able to know when and what and how to hand over and to understand this scripture for what D Jesus is saying to us. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The ultimate solution for those currently experiencing burnout is to find refreshment in Christ. For those with a particularly high level of burnout, this refreshment may include obtaining medical support and drastically altering their life activities. Others may find refreshment through seeing a counsellor, as we've mentioned before, and also taking into consideration all the issues that we mentioned and listed. There are also many other encouraging scriptures, such as in Romans 8, in John 15, Psalm 139. And these are life-giving scriptures. Even simple activities like cooking, going for a walk, doing something completely different, or doing the things that you are used to doing, or watching a funny show, all of this can add to being restored again. The scripture in Matthew with Jesus' invitation makes us realize that burnout is often the result of self-reliance. The self-reliant take upon themselves the role of a savior rather than trusting God to accomplish his own will. And we might not even do this intentionally. And we might think that we are handing things over, but as humans, we are so used to wanting to control everything. And we begin to see every need as our core, rather than asking for God's wisdom and direction. So this is always something to come back to. For Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another cause of burnout is a lack of self-care. We're so busy taking care of others that we don't take care of ourselves. And those who do not take care of themselves fail to understand how much God values them. And they fail to accept his rest and his love for them, instead martyring themselves on the altar of pleasing others. And this can easily happen, and it might even have to do with the way that we are brought up, and it could be a time also for introspection where we in our devotion and time of intimacy with God, that we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal why we cannot hand over, reveal why we are not taking care of ourselves. And even um, during this time, um, get to know ourselves better so that in future we can use 
our wounds as wisdom and we can walk on a road knowing that we can hand all things over to God and that we take time to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our bodies. We need to um, eat properly and healthy. We need to exercise. Um, these are all things that are included in the self-care. We need to take time out to do things that um, fill us up and not continue to always um, want to be the savior for someone else and then not take care of ourselves. Moses would have burnt out, but for the wise counsel of his father-in-law Jethro, and this story we read in Exodus 18, verses 14 to 23, Moses thought he was doing the will of God by sitting as judge and hearing the people's cases. However, Jethro rightly recognized that this was not a job for one man to handle alone. Eventually, Moses would burn out and the people would be left unsatisfied. So to avoid burnout, Moses had to accept that not every need was meant to be filled by him. God charged Moses with leadership, not with performing every duty. Jethro advised Moses to delegate the task of judging the nation to other trustworthy people, and that way the people were provided justice. Others had an opportunity to participate in God's plan, and Moses Moses' need for personal care was met. And so did the apostles in the early church also delegate some tasks. We read this in Acts 6, verse 1 to 6, when they appointed deacons to help bear the burden of the ministry to the church. And Jesus provides rest for our souls and boundaries for our schedules. He also gives us a community to help carry out the work he has prepared for us. The body of Christ is meant to function as a whole, each member helping carry the other's burden and all resting in Christ. Galatians 6 verse 2, Ephesians 4 verse 16, Romans 12 verses 6 to 8, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, and Hebrews 4, verses 9 to 11, for further reading. The author of Hebrews wrote, And let us run and run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for, for those listening today, that you will, by your Spirit, reveal to them 
where they are in this journey. Give them wisdom. Help them to recognize what is important and what are the things that can be handed over to others. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to to minister even after hearing what was said here, that your spirit will continue to minister, maybe by scripture, further reading a word from someone else. Lord, continue to minister and bring healing for the sake of your glory and for the sake of each and everyone being renewed And we pray that any wound that is present will be turned into wisdom. And so, Lord, we we thank you and we bless your holy name, now and forever. Amen.